I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. My brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and today I'm so excited to bring to you my dear sister, Noren Ahmed. She is such a brilliant and beautiful soul, and she talks about growing up in an Islamist home, breaking away from that dogma of religion and do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs, and finding truth for herself and how plant medicine has helped her expand her consciousness and her awareness. And I really think you're going to find this episode relatable in your own journey, wherever you are right now around the world. I send you blessings of love and light, peace and joy, goodness and truth that we all may be free and walk in the divine nature that we are intended to from the very beginning We are entering the great awakening and my dear sister shares her story of awakening so that all of us can awaken more. Welcome to the golden rule revolution. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the golden rule revolution. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. So wonderful to be here. So honored. So excited to talk to you, get to know you. (laughs) (laughs) So great. I I don't always have first conversations recorded for the world to hear, but I figured this is a good one for you and I to talk. We'll we'll just let it all out and see what comes out. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So everyone listening, Norrin and I connected on Instagram. I've met so many beautiful souls. Um, through Instagram. And first of all, I just, I'm so excited for you and your journey. And you've done some really cool things recently that I want to hear about. But before we even get into the present day, tell me about you and where did you grow up? So um, I was born and raised in Egypt. I was born in Cairo. And uh, we moved here in 2000. I was 11 years old. Um, When we first moved, we lived in Fort Erie, which was, and it was really hard because we moved in like February, February, and we've never seen snow before or experienced that type of weather. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the shock to be honest with you, like um, coming from a place where we're, you're so close with your family. Like we lived in my grandpa's building when my grandma was there, my aunt, my uncle, all my cousins, and we just kind of came here and it's like, okay, well, now you're Port Erie. Welcome to the Canadian winter. (laughs) And uh, yeah, now um, I moved to Toronto about 10 years ago. Um, Started my journey here after it was kind of bittersweet because of the process that led me to coming to Toronto. And um, it was kind of me wanting to leave my culture behind, wanting to leave my religion behind and, I got caught up in a lot of things that I, when I look at them now, I don't, I don't regret them because they were a part of who I am today and a part of why I am on the path that I'm on today. So I'm very, very grateful for it. But 
um, you know, it was, it was a long learning experience for sure. For sure. Did you grow up in a very strict Islamic household? And yeah, what, and first of all, even what was going on in Egypt at the time that led your family to move to Canada? Um, it was, a, it was a few things. Like, I think my dad, um, his, his, he always wanted a better future for us. He wanted mm -hmm. us, not that we didn't, you know, we went to really good schools and we had a really, really good life there, but his vision was, for us was, you know, to be able to travel, to travel the world and to be able to learn English, you know, as, as we speak right now. And, um, he wanted to live somewhere where, you know, when you like, he can go to sleep one night and wake up the next morning and be like, okay, there's a new law that is going to take away your business or it's going to take away, you know, your apartment. And it was just so, it was always, things were always on edge there. You never knew what you were going to get. And obviously I'm sure things are a little bit different now, but at that time, just the, the freedom is not, it's kind of hard to say now with everything that's going on, but, um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's like what we, you know, backtracked to here and right during this time. But, um, yeah, that was the main reason why, why we moved to Canada for, for a better future. And then what about you in your personal journey with your religious desires and upbringing and your spiritual calling and, and actually it sounds like just the freedom call freedom was beckoning you forth right yeah yeah i think you know all all my life i just had a hard time understanding why i had to be why my like my life was chosen for me why my thoughts were chosen for me why do i need to follow certain rules to be a good person or why i need to do this to be considered a good woman and that feeling of suffocation has just led me to want to like break free of everything and just start thinking for myself a little bit. And to be honest with you, that really started happening this year. Mm. And how it all happened was, it was not expected. You know, I, I was always interested in spirituality and meditation, but the life that I chose in Toronto, when I moved to, from Niagara Falls to Toronto um, and I left my parents' house, and um, that life was just me doing everything I could that I wasn't allowed to do. So that led me to partying, you know, working in the nightlife industry, doing drugs, drinking, and just kind of doing everything that I can to kind of give myself that feeling that, okay, I'm not stuck in these rules anymore. I'm not stuck in this environment anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year, I got, I was working for, uh, for Air Canada as a flight ascendant and, uh, I got laid off in March and I would say around, uh, November, December, I was watching one of my, my friend's stories on Instagram and he was always just posting about a certain president that, um, that I was like, how, how can he say that? How is he supporting this guy? You know, <laughs> and like, I, and, and this is someone that I know and I, I love this guy. Like he's such, he's such an awesome friend. And I was really just full on judging him every single day, just watching his post and getting triggered and like, Oh my God, he doesn't know anything. How can he say this? Mm -hmm. And 
I got really angry, but I like, I messaged him and I asked him and I was like, you know, what's going on here? Like, what, why are you posting this stuff? Can you tell me a little bit more? And he sent me like probably two pages of articles to read. And I looked at it and I was like, that's not for me right now. I don't know what he's talking about. Like, you know, it was just a lot of information that wasn't resonating with me at that time. Mm. So fast forward to March when I got laid off and um, I had a lot of time. And I, the point that I was at in March was I was really lazy. I didn't have a morning routine. Mm. I was feeling like, you know, when you just spiral down to the bottom of the bottom and you just can't go any lower than this of how you're feeling every single day, just waking up, feeling drained, feeling no energy, feeling no motivation, um, kind of like putting yourself in a container of where your future is going to be. Like my thoughts at that time was, okay, I'm going to stay with Air Canada till I'm 50 or 55 and then, you know, retire and just. And then one day I started thinking about all these things and it just kind of really overwhelmed me because I started to realize that freedom that I've been craving my entire life is the complete opposite of everything that's in my life right now. Wow. Yeah. And um, it was, (laughs) and then another friend was posting something else again about a certain somebody. Uh And I was like, hey man, like, can you tell me a little bit just like you know short form like what's going on and then he's like okay you know what i'm gonna send you a documentary and he sent me fall of cabal yeah and i watched that and i could not sleep for days after because Mm -hmm. it really opened up my eyes and at that time i was ready to receive that information i was really ready to receive that information and i just I, I I became obsessed with one thing. What can I do to help? Mm. What can I do to help? What can I do to help? How can I make a difference right now? And that led me to realize that if you are, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> mm. If you want to make a change in the world, you have to start by raising your own vibration and looking, bringing all that energy right back to you, looking inside yourself, realizing where you are, realizing what you need to heal and kind of like to stop running away from from yourself Mm. you know stop hiding from from your shadows stop hiding from the world stop like start to shine that light that you that is inside every i strongly believe and i know deep in my heart that's inside of every single person no matter who you are or what you believe we're all one we are all one we all come from the same source we all come from the same consciousness and that that's the truth that is the only like to me this is the truth and when all that stuff started to kind of um click in in my mind a little bit Everything and then so that led me to start learning about microdosing mushrooms. Mm. And so yeah. it, was like, it went hand in hand. To be honest with you, it really, yeah. it really did go hand in hand because yeah. microdosing mushrooms. I've never done mushrooms before, and even when I started microdosing, I didn't do like a full um, dose. I guess for, yeah. for for a while, for months after that. But microdosing mushrooms started to I 
if I can explain in any way, I started to feel like there was like a twinkle going on in my head. There was like a little light that was just like, okay, you know, let's dig a little t- deeper. Let's read a little more. Let's give time to things. Let's not get frustrated with things. Because before I had, obviously we all have certain beliefs that we believe uh, about ourselves or to be who we are. So one of my beliefs about myself was, I don't know how to do research. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a, I don't know. I, I don't have uh, the ability to sit down and read a book and finish a book. These are all beliefs that I had about myself. Wow. And all of those beliefs, they, they kept me stuck in a place where no growth was going to happen. No change was going to happen. So slowly, um, you know, my best friend, her name is Steph Cabrera. She's, she's been my rock since, uh, since I met her back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And she never gave up on believing in me because she would always say, okay, Naran, like, you know, just start by your morning routine, add a little meditation, add, you know, start working out. And I'm always up and down with working out, but I started to look at working out as I am serving my body. I'm serving myself by being healthy, by being conscious of the things that I eat, by being conscious of what I drink, what I ingest, what type of skin products that I'm using. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? so, um, so yeah, it just kind of uh, started kind of, the ball just kind of started rolling on its own. And the more that I opened up myself to it, the more started to have like to happen on its own and then I had like this insane experience that <laughs> I'm I don't, still don't know what to call it I'm pretty sure it was like an out-of-body experience but it was just I kept questioning it for so long because it was so unbelievable to me to experience something like this completely sober just at home chilling not do like you know <laughs> just by myself and um I was laying down one night and I just started feeling this pressure in my heart. And as I closed my eyes and opened up myself to it, this pressure kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it felt like I wasn't even, it was was like my consciousness was the only thing that, that was there. It wasn't, it was me, but it wasn't me as my body, as my face, as what, what I believe to know that I am. And I heard this voice and I can't describe, it wasn't my voice. It wasn't a man. It wasn't like a woman. It was just a voice that was there. And that voice, (laughs) like it wasn't a voice, like someone talking. It was a feeling Mm -hmm. that I just understood. Yes. And that feeling or the, and the voice, they just kept saying, believe in yourself. There are no fear. There is no fear. There's no fear. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. But every time I heard it, it got really, really deep to the point that my heart, I swear to God, like felt like it exploded. It like, it was so strong and it was coming out of it. It took, it took me like a good five, 10 minutes to just be like, oh my God, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was insane. And to this day, like, I'm so appreciative because I know that this energy 
is there for us to all tap into. Yes. It's there. Yes. You know, and there's no, there's no one that's better than the other person. And I think that's what a lot of people right now have like a misconception about just because somebody is expressing those things. And I'm saying this based on a few experiences that, I, that I, well, a lot of experience actually that I've been having on Instagram with the things that I post and I share and, you know, people coming at you like, Oh, you, what you think you're better than me? No, no, it's not about being better or knowing we all have that knowing. Right. It's just a matter of choice. Whether are you going to choose to go forward with this or not? And regardless to me, I, I just don't see the world as a separation anymore. You know, we're all moving together. We're yeah. all moving towards that love together. We're yeah. all, you know, right now it's just a, it's, it's a weird stage of, of I, like, I even hate, hate saying like, are you going to wake up or not? But like, are you choosing to surrender to the love and to the oneness and to the unity that's yeah. in this world or Maybe you're not there yet, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's not a race. <laughs> and and there's so many beautiful things you've just said. I, for instance, I or just say for instance in my own head, I had all these points <laughs> in my head. Um, for instance, when I post, I post content, and I'll sit and I get clear on what am I supposed to share? And then something comes through, I write it out, I put in a little meme, you know, and I post on Instagram. People that I know, that all look at their profiles too, cause I'm always tracking like, well, who's, who's engaging with this type of content? People that follow um, very, you know, awoke, what, I don't even mean a, truth. Right. Accounts, right, truth yeah. accounts. And then, people that are not following those accounts, maybe the opposite of them, um, like my content. And one of the things I'm a hardcore truther. <laughs> However, I love it. I'm I here for it. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I feel like my calling, I feel like God has told me to stay in love and light, to stay in love and light. And so my purpose and mission has been to keep giving this narrative of love and light and, and, um, and it's been interesting to see and beautiful to see people on both quote unquote sides, liking the same content, saying, affirming the same message, but from their own perspective that they're seeing, which tells me that we are a breath away. We are the thinnest veiled moment away from everyone no longer being separate because we are craving and I know you don't want to say his name, but I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> Donald Trump. We are going to wake up very soon in this world and see that what we've been told is evil was actually good. And what we were told was good is actually evil. We're going to see that up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left. We're going to see everything get reversed here very soon. And this isn't a pro-Trump people. You don't have to like Trump. What I'm sharing with the audience is that why is it continually perpetuated for you to hate this man? Exactly. That's the energy you need to wake up for. That's the energy you need to like unplug from because it's eating your 
energy. It's eating your own life force, your own vitality. There's so much visceral hatred towards the wrong source, the wrong source of hatred, my dear friends listening, as someone who's been violated, abused, uh, grown up in, in a heinous house, the real visceral reactions you should have constantly are the child abusers, the yeah. domestic abusers, the religious authorities that cloak all this vile acts against humanity and put this facade and veneer of holiness. That's where your energy should be directed constantly so that these souls can be liberated. Not at this man who for not even four years has never even really had the full opportunity to be the president because he's just been constant subversion, constant attack, constant this, constant that. And when people wake pretty soon, like Saudi Arabia did the sword dance for Donald Trump. Everyone look up what the sword dance means in Saudi Arabia and just look it up. And they did that for him. Look up why he sat on Winston Churchill's chair and the media said, oh, he doesn't have decorum. No, <laughs> look up what it actually meant. Look these things up versus having so much energy towards hate. How about awaken to why? And why is this constantly barrage of vitriolic media getting pushed upon us so densely? It's so dense. It's so low vibration that people are wondering why they're on, um, you know, antidepressants in any form of, and this is not a, a judgment on that. It's just a understanding why do people not feel whole in themselves? light in themselves, love in themselves, goodness in themselves. And I, I guarantee that the majority of unhappy people are still tied to the form of unhealthy parenting that they have trying to break away from yet to fully fulfill in themselves the unconditional love that they're seeking, finding like you're saying all these other, I mean, love, freedom. Yes. I, and truly I understand like that. Like I would give everything to be free, but free to be in love. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. It's just free to be. I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to. I don't have to do or say. I don't have to look like anything. I can just know. Wow, we are in this place, and that's the beauty of it. So the, anyway, you sparked that. There's another thing. Oh, anyone listening? The fall of the cabal. Go on BitChute. I didn't even know what BitChute was until 2020. Go on BitChute. YouTube took it down. And watch it. It's a 10-part series. There's now the sequel to the fall of the cabal. She just released five episodes of that. Um, it's not even about – this is what's so interesting. My sweet sister, by the way, it's so good to have you on. <laughs> Thank you this so much. So cool. Thank you, Luca. It's not even about agreement. This is the thing that humanity has forgotten. I don't have to agree. I've read the Quran. I've read the Satanic Bible. I've read uh, the Bhagavad Gita. I have all the different Bible versions. I have all sorts of texts that I've read. It's just not about like, well, I'm going to read things I agree. I may or may not. That's not the point. I want to know what information is out there so that one, I can relate to another person who has read that information and not judge them already of they're right or wrong. I want to know what is the what is the the most orthodox Islamists believe? Okay, 
If I don't know, how can I talk to him? What is the most Orthodox Jew? Like my family is Jewish. What does the Orthodox, the Hasidic believe? Okay. I want to know how can I talk to them if I don't know what they believe or the, the, the Jesuits or the Satanists or any groupings, the monks, the information is just neutral. And we have forgotten that our, that's our sovereign right to know. And those who keep us from knowing, keep us from freedom, keep us from love, keep us from connection with one another. Because one of the things I've learned very on, if I grew up in your shoes, would I be any different than you? And if you grew up in my shoes, would you be any different than me? No. I can never judge another human being, even when their actions are worthy of consequence. Certainly there's action worthy of eliminating people off this planet because their, their behaviors are no longer <laughs> vibe with where we're going. But if I grew up in their shoes, I'd probably be the exact same way as they are. So I don't know. I'm just sharing that all the censorship and all the yeah. anti-information. That's so crazy. It's like, no more information, more communication, more yeah, and then when you like when people start to realize the censor the censorship is just there to push one narrative. Yes. How is this? How is this truth? How is this freedom? Right. And when you like, I've never, to be honest with you, and this is something me and my dad fought about all the time when I was younger. He's like, "Why don't you watch the news and educate yourself?" And I'm like, I just. And I didn't know why when I was younger, why I didn't like watching the news, why it didn't resonate with me. And now I understand it's because something inside of me just knows that mm. this isn't the truth. Yeah. And your truth, whatever you perceive in your reality, whatever your truth is, is true to you. So even sometimes when people come to me wanting to argue about the about my truth or whatever i i you know yeah. i feel like i want to post or i want to say i say i honor your truth i honor your truth it is it's like me wearing red sunglasses and they're wearing whatever purple sunglasses and i'm saying you know see the color that i'm seeing it's like no i'm seeing one thing right. you're seeing another thing That's and true. you know being in different realities or dimensions it just is it's mm -hmm. not, I'm here and you're here or at the opposite. It just is. It just is. And the more you connect with yourself, the more that you're going to have the choice and more, the more that you connect to the source within you and within the universe or God or whatever you believe in, this will allow you to have a choice to take off those sunglasses and put on a different type of sunglasses to see something new. And to be able to see, you know, this is something I struggled with a little bit too at the, at the beginning of my spiritual journey was what, what is it to see with your third eye? What does that mean to see with your third eye? Am I going to start seeing things you know, right. in my head? Right. And it's really simple. Seeing with your third eye, just removing that energetic veil mm. that has been put there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years because we have been conditioned to be so far away from that source within us that you that part of you just doesn't isn't working yet or isn't you know you're not tapped into it yet and seeing with your third eye starting to realize the changes that you're making how are you reacting to things 
what 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 does it mean to you are you are you saying oh i'm woke but yet you're still judging people that are not seeing the same the same reality as you because that's still judgment judgment is judgment it doesn't it doesn't matter how you do it it's, it's just judgment and are you being compassionate and are you being empathetic because if you want to hold that energy, you need to be that energy. You have to practice it every single day. And at the same time, we're not, as we are spiritual beings having a human experience, but we are having the human experience. <laughs> so people need, and, and people need to really, really like realize that, you know, sometimes we are, we are going to react in a certain way. We're going to have certain negative thoughts, but it's all about, what you take from that or how are you approaching are you getting better at, at changing your reactions or are you getting you know better at the at the way that you're looking at things so it's it's a work in progress to be honest with you it never it really never ends and and you can't rush it and you can't push it on someone and I, i've learned that that you can't push it on someone i really learned the hard way because that is something that I really needed, you know, I needed to sit there and think about a few times because obviously when you go through a spiritual journey and you are like my partner, I love him to death, Mark, mm. if you're watching, hi. <laughs> and uh, um, it's really difficult at the beginning because you are getting to know yourself and your partner is getting to know you. So if you're going to constantly be attacking and pushing those views on someone, no, oh, you gotta see it this way. Why are you taking it personally? Blah, 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 blah. Then you're not planting a seed. We are here to feel the love and give the love and be the love and just immerse ourselves in that yes, love so bathe much. In it. Yes. Bathe in it. Yes. Exactly. And that's how you plant seeds. You plant seeds by giving people the option to choose. Mm. You can say here, here's something, take it or leave it. It's up to you. And you have to understand that sometimes pe people may take things personally, depending on their level of awareness. Yeah. But you have a responsibility, be knowing that knowledge and, 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 and reading about all these things, not to take things personally. Right. And, you know, to allow everyone a choice. We have a choice we are all we all have a choice on on this planet yes. so we can't be you know judging people or pushing th certain things on someone or you know saying only my way is, is is right because then we are then we're really just the same problem that we are looking at so that's right we're creating yeah it's, it's creating that which we're trying to yeah remove. yeah exactly. exactly it's um it's beautiful to hear your journey, especially I think coming from such a a strict religious household, because it doesn't matter if it's Islam or Judaism or Christianity or you know even Bijal that I was mentioning, who lives in Toronto, come from a really strict sect of Hinduism, and um, this is what I I love is all of us coming together and. I hope being an example to the world of leaving these forms that had some truth to them, but the truth was only presented to keep us bound. But when we leave 
those forms and actually enter the realm of love and light, truth and freedom, sovereignty. We look back and like, there are no lines. There are, there's, that's the oneness. There is literally nothing that separates you and I right now. Like I feel like I could hug you, even though we are 3,500 miles away, you know, three time zones apart, but you and I are one right now talking. Exactly. It's so beautiful. It is. It is. And, um, you know, this year, to be honest with you, like being in Canada, I've had a really hard time have, um, having good friends. It took me a really long time to be able to, to meet somebody and to have a friend that I can call a friend. And uh, I met my first like real friend 10 years ago. And then my, my other friend, Steph, I met her about eight, eight years ago now. Um, but this year, I feel like I have made so many friends yes. all over the world <laughs> because we are all just, we all want the same unity and oneness together. And this is what brings it together. And when you, when you radiate in that energy, you don't even have to work at, at, at who you're going to attract because that energy just attracts that energy and it, it comes from all places, all cities, all countries. So it's, it's such a beautiful thing. It really is. It's interesting that my perspective is there's been a lot more um, female, females that have spoken up and risen up and and even me, like I'm not full truth or, you know, the accounts I share truth, but not, you know, not the particulars of, of waking people up quote unquote, but it's interesting that I think because we mother earth is, is ascending and rising that, that nurturing presence, the earth is holding space. So I think it's really beautiful to see, women's voice be clear and be that connectivity and invitation while the divine masculine is basically putting his arms around everyone and just bringing us in for that hug it's it's a i see the the manifestation of that within you and so many others like i was oh you got to meet this person you got well they're all beautiful female presence and mm -hmm. Not that there's not guys, you know, Chris and many that I've had on, on the podcast, but I think it's really beautiful that the earth is healing. We're all healing, but, and not, but, and <laughs> women with that divine feminine are holding space. Yes. And it's not coming with that masculine that unhealthy masculine of right or wrong, do or don't obey or, you know, that type of thing. So I don't know, just, I'm sharing that and I'm just seeing you and being connected and it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Um, so let's tell me a little bit more um, about growing up in an Islamic house, as far as your work, just the worldview of drugs or talking to people outside the faith or it like, what was that? What was the suffocating environment that you were in from your perspective? 
Um, I think from my perspective, it was, um, it was more so the, just all the rules, like, mm. you know, you can't go out and be outside so late. You cannot drink. You, you know, you have to dress a certain way. You have to think a certain way. You have to pray that many five or that those many times a day. And that fear, um, of death, to be honest with you. And, and I'm not sure if that was something that I just perceived it that way because like my, my, uh, my grandpa, he was a sheikh in, in, at the mosque. And I remember when I was younger, I used to go pray with him all the time, spend time at the mosque. But I just wasn't, I was really young and I just wasn't, I wasn't sure why I was doing this. Mm. And that, that doesn't say that, you know, I don't believe in God. I do, I do believe in God. I do believe in, you know, I do believe in a lot of, there are a lot of beautiful teachings in, in, in the Islamic religion. And I really think, you know, a lot of people um, take things out of context and it's not, that's not really what it is. Yeah. But for me, the, the pressure that I was under to, if I want to have a partner, then I needed to get engaged and get married. And it was just like, why, you mm. know, why can I, and why do I have to be with somebody that is Muslim? Yeah. Why can't, why is that, that separation is what really drove me nuts. Mm. I wanted, I wanted to get away, as far away as I could from it because mm. I didn't agree with those things because at a, at a very young age, I, I never, I don't look at somebody and be like, okay, he's Christian or he's Jewish or it's just that person. And, right. and the, the connection between two people should be, you know, the love that they feel for each other, the type of compatibility that they have together. Yes. So it was, uh, yeah, it was that. And on top of everything else, of, of just not, you know, not being able to, to stay out late and becoming a teenager here and just, you know, not just not having my freedom to do what I wanted to, mm -hmm. to, to have trust from my parents as well, because it was always, it always felt like even if I wasn't doing something wrong, I was doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And the only way I did something right was on their terms, not my terms. So it was, yeah, just, I have a hard time following rules yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah. No, that's beautiful. And thank you for sharing. I think um, yeah. a lot of people, doesn't matter what religion they are raised in, can resonate with that, whether it's, yeah. whether it's Christian, Jewish, I mean, Hindu, there's, there's these rules and these rules say you're in or you're out and okay. you better be in because if you're not in consequences are eternal and you're like well but uh, you know like yeah. like i don't want to go to hell but don't worry God is love what wait what uh, how does well, it work? I know. it's and you know that like that feeling to be, not to go into or maybe i'll go into the yeah, go for it. yeah yeah go yeah <laughs> but um we shouldn't fear death no. And that's something that I really, up until I had my DMT experience, is mm. something that I feared a lot. I'm always, I, I don't know if, it, if it's just something I do, but I think about it a lot. I'm always wondering, okay, what's going to come next? What is there? Is there something? Is there not something? Is this hell thing real? Is it not real? 
and I'm terrified. And it's mm -hmm. it's so crazy because I, I've never actually shared this with anybody, but sometimes I'll be in a car and I'm literally imagining how, like, how am I gonna die? Or am I gonna get into a car accident? And this could give me so much anxiety Mm. all the time because it's something that I constantly feel about. I always have this fear of like being, I'm not sure if maybe this happened in a past life, if, you know, yep. Yep. believe that kind of thing. I like, yep. I personally do. Yep. And you know, I, it's just really weird. I'm always afraid of dying. Mm. Like, it, and it really could overtake my thoughts to a point that I drive myself crazy. So when I had my, my DFT experience, which was, incredible um and i'm so lucky you know i i went in without having any expectations because i tried not to do not, not try, i tried not to to listen to other people's experiences just mm -hmm. so i don't put you know any limitations uh, expectations or yeah 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 on, on what's gonna happen and uh so i got a chance to do it twice uh, uh during the ceremony the first time uh, and whatever I share is honestly probably like 5% of what really happened because you can't put it into, like you can't put it into words. <laughs> um, it just kind of felt like I was blasted off into infinite space. And there were all these perfect um, geometrical shapes that were dancing together, but separately at the same time. Mm. And I became the observer of that experience. And it felt like all these experiencing were happening together, but they were doorways into different dimensions. There was more, there, like, there was more into it. It felt like, door, if I can put it in words, it felt like a door, doors, different doors, but they were all one but separate at the same time. Mm. So I, I came out of that, and obviously feeling, the feelings that I had were just, no fear, yeah. no fear. Fear does not exist. And if you dig under fear, there is only love. There is only love. Yes. So once you get past that fear, you are going to find a beautiful, peaceful place of love and serenity and surrendering. Yes. And um, so I came out of that experience, which also time doesn't exist at all like it, the concept of time it, it's really we, it's really hard to explain on this experience i think i heard that you did ayahuasca so you probably yep. know what, what yep. i'm talking about yeah um time just doesn't exist in that world you don't even like there's no time there's, there's no time. time time is a created thing i've always said this even before all my plant medicine journey is time is a created thing for this dimension it's not god is outside of time god created time so therefore time god is not delegated to living in time it's a thing just like we're a thing in the creation of all that is exactly, exactly. yeah yeah and um when you realize that this time doesn't exist you truly start to realize how infinite you are mm. because that energy that i experienced and um, I'll, I'll share, actually, I'll, I'll tell you about the second, the second experience first, and then I'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, the second experience that I had, it was, um, oh my God, just so beautiful. It was, I went into this geometrical shapes that were dancing and I started singing. I started singing, there is only love. 
there's only love, there's mm. only love. And every time I said it, I went deeper in the love, mm. deeper in the love. And then I just started screaming, love, love, love. Mm. And every time I said it, that experience was, was, it wasn't showing me because I wasn't just the observer this time. I was the consciousness of the experience itself. And all my senses weren't put, they weren't separate from each other. They were all together as one. Mm. So all the senses, the vision, the hearing, the smell, the taste, everything. And it's weird because I, could, I, I can still taste what the smoke tasted like. And um, yeah, it was, it just kept getting deeper. And it was an experience of love. It was an experience of sur complete, complete surrender. Mm. And I remember right before, I had my eyes closed, by the way, um, right before the experience was coming to an end, I knew that I have, <sighs> there, I couldn't go any deeper at this moment. And I knew that. And then I flung off my mask. And at that time, I was kind of in and out of it. So I had my eyes open. And to have your eyes open and close is completely, you know, I don't want to put anything in anybody's head. But for me, anyways, it was really different. Mm. Because at that moment, I started, there was a fan in the ceiling. And I looked at the fan. And to be able to <laughs> see that everything is alive, even a fan, yeah. yes. is just... Yes. Okay. I, have, I have a, I have to share um, my first um, soul Simon ceremony that I sat in. I had two times I was told, Oh, I forgot. It was this like, as if I was having a conversation with someone or something, but I don't recall prior to me saying, Oh, I forgot. Mm -hmm. And what I forgot were two different things. What I, well, the first thing I forgot was every molecule, this microphone, the camera molecule, all these molecules, we, this body, they're all made of the same molecules. And these molecules sacrifice themselves to be this in service for us. Yes, exactly. And I forgot to thank them. I was just, yeah. oh, I forgot. I forgot to thank Thank you. Because they are alive. Yeah. It's interesting. Jesus said this, this verse, he said, if you don't worship me, if you don't cry out and worship me. Now, what is Jesus? This whole religious, Yeshua means in love. Mm -hmm. means to be in love. Yeshua is in love. So if you don't cry out love, he said the rocks will. And I was thought, that's such a fascinating, like a rock, the rocks will, but rocks are alive. Yeah. Everything is alive. Exactly. Exactly. Everything in this universe is alive. So think of this. Death does not exist. There exactly. is no such thing. There is no such thing as death. There's just changing forms in life. Exactly. <laughs> That energy, it, it, it cannot be destroyed. Like, it can't be destroyed. I, I, it can't be destroyed. And, and I really, 
I felt it, and I and I I know now, and that now my fear of death is completely demolished. Like it mm. doesn't even exist anymore. I'm not afraid. I I don't want to say this in a, in a weird way, but like it's something that I'm excited to experience when the time arises. I'm not. There's nothing to fear here. There's nothing to fear. This is an experience, and I'm sure we're gonna have many, 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 many more experiences and. Our time on this planet is for us to remember who we are. And, and I always used to ask myself a question, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And I realized this is my ego asking this question because being alive, you're, you, this is your purpose. You're choosing to be here. That breath you're taking every single day, that's your purpose to be here. You don't have to... No, I'm not saying not to strive and to succeed and to go after your dreams. Of course, that's wonderful. But just being here is enough. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> so beautiful. This, I was talking to a friend the other day about, about how sinister the cabal is. The... And even the 13 families are the lowest rung of the highest order on this earth. No one's ever even heard the names uttered. And they probably haven't been uttered out loud to anyone, um, these power structures. But they criminalized the plant medicines, but legalized their insane pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. And it is our divine right to be in synonymous relationship with this earth. It is our divine right. And when we have what, how do you control populace? You keep them afraid. But when you have plant medicines, such as a psychedelic, or it's really psychedelics, you know, cannabis, is, even though you might, might not, but it's definitely when you have that psychedelic experience, you're like, yeah, there, I, I <laughs> There's so much more. There's so much more. There's so much more. Yeah. The prophets, even Muhammad. I mean, and I say this in all complete respect for the prophet. Yeah. I 100% believe he was on something when he has the vision and he he leaves Jerusalem. I mean, all the prophets were on some sort of plant medicine to have those divine experiences. They just happened to write them down. And then everyone emulated the experience without understanding the process of being in that experience. And that, that knowledge and that gnosis has been kept from humanity, but it's, it's fading. And whether it's breath work, whether it's plant medicine, whether it's meditation, whether it's um, whatever form it may be, that overlord dictation of rights and wrongs, do's and don'ts, diagnosis of quote unquote problems of the mind, all that stuff's going away. And then you realize, oh, children that are a little amped up. Yeah, you should be outside in nature, working and learning in the nature that you were divinely brought forth to be in. I know. I know. And and, and it's so sad that what they are turning it into because you look at the world now you know all the children are just on their phone they're stuck inside they're like i literally 
I was in an Uber, I think this was a month ago, and just driving, uh, and I came past a a school, and all these children were playing outside, a beautiful sunny day, Mm. all wearing masks, and I started bawling my eyes out. I I just couldn't handle it. I can't handle it. It's not right. It's honestly, it's not right, but I'm so excited for what's coming and where we're heading, because this is also just, we need this to happen for things to change. Yes. So if you look at it this way without being so angry, to, no, in, in anger, like knowing what's going on and, and, and you know, screaming your head off, trying to right. show right. we need it to happen. Otherwise, we would have just been the same way. And, and for me, I, don't, I mean, like I can't say for you or for other people, but for me, this, this woke me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, this, this really, you start, you start to realize like all the things that have been kept from us yeah. and how we are being completely mind controlled. Yes. A hundred percent. And yeah. it's, um, the story of, there's obviously, there's the Middle East, there's the far east there's the west and there's this kind of convergence in the middle but in the west as far as the 20th century goes you have thomas edison and you have nikola tesla and those two are polarizingly different paths and thomas edison was deep state and he's revered as some great inventor and he kept trying and failed and tried and failed when really what he was doing was a patent troll. He suppressed Nikola Tesla. Westinghouse, thank God, helped Tesla. But there are 600 patents being suppressed by the United States government right now about free energy, Tesla's patents, all these things. And here, for my friends that don't really yet fully comprehend what's happening, Donald Trump's paternal uncle, John G. Trump, was the head of the FBI task force, that, and he was the head of the MIT um, some division at MIT. He was also the head of the FBI task force that took over Nikola Tesla's office and all his patents. So the Trump family has the access to the Tesla information. Donald Trump comes from a non-Catholic, truly a Protestant of the global Vatican line. The Bible he laid his hand on when he was sworn in as president and the Bible he held in front of St. John's church is a Bible from a revival that broke out in a little island off Scotland, the Herbie's Revival. And his aunt was a little girl at this revival. The cool thing about this revival, and this is a cool thing how God works, energy works, source works. No electricity back then. No phones, no like, hey, you got to come to this church. <laughs> People came from the entire island and converged on this little church at once. And they were come from six hours away. They just felt this call they're supposed to go to this church and so the entire island converges on this church and a revival broke out it's incredible and donald trump's great aunt or his aunt no not his great aunt his aunt his she was a little girl there so that bible is from that revival so he lays his hands on that bible and then he holds it in front of saint john's church and everyone makes it political and this and that well john wrote the book of revelation so that he's saying 
This is the time of revelation. This is the awakening. None, none of this stuff is by accident. And I love the movie Donnie Brasco. I, I really like all mob movies, really. But <laughs> no one looks at Donnie Brasco, who is an FBI agent, as a bad person, even though Donnie Brasco infiltrated the mob, spoke how the mob spoke, did what the mob did, even committed some of the crimes that the low, low crimes that the mob committed. He did that to take the mob down. Mm-hmm. And I think what Trump and we're going to find out very soon, what business industry could you go around the world in, but not have any ties to overhead except the properties that you build? It's a, it's a developer. He doesn't have any, he doesn't have overhead he's producing. He doesn't have any, he goes around the world. He learns all, every person, every group, everything. And then we're going to wake up very soon and the world is going to get flipped upside down. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so so excited too. And I've been telling my friends who hate him, detach. He's the greatest gift for humanity because he's revealed what's in every person's heart. If you have hate in your heart, you might direct it at him, but you actually just have hate in your heart and it's time to heal. If you're afraid that, you know, something, it's just because you have fear. It's okay. Let all these things come to the surface and you know, you have to make peace with your shadows. That's the only, it's not about, you know, suppressing these emotions or, or suppressing that, that hate that you feel it's acknowledging it and making peace with it and loving it for what it is, Mm. is so much more powerful than trying to just be like, no, you stay here. I don't want to, I don't want to experience you. That's right. You know? And I really, I really, really encourage anybody watching this to, you know, if, um, if you hear the name Trump and you get triggered, just take a moment to ask yourself why, what do you know about him that's making you feel so triggered? What, where is this belief coming from? You know, is it, is it just you watching things on TV or by watching celebrities talk about him and all these nighttime shows or have you look, you have a choice. You can look, you can look at at, a certain information and decide, Hey, you know what? No, I still want to believe what I believe. Great. That's fine. But at least give yourself, you owe yourself that you owe yourself a chance to research and learn and then make a decision based on what you have read or what you know now right so every we all have a choice and we really need to take our power back in in understanding what this choice means right and not be controlled by everybody else's opinion or mainstream media or celebrities or whatever else right it's our choice <laughs> right and that's that's our greatest gift is our choice the power to yeah. choose the universal law of free will um yeah I want to talk about so many things. It is, uh, and it's beautiful too. I mean, think of this for everyone listening. You're in Canada, mm-hmm. but people in Canada are still triggered over why? Because this is a global. This is a human. Yeah. This is the liberation of humanity. And when they figure out the Dominion voting systems in this country and all over the world, people don't understand. This is not about the U.S. president. This is not even about who's going to be in office next. This is about liberating 
humanity on this entire planet from the facade of freedom, the facade of choice, the facade of, of um, I can do what I want in my life, the facade of all these things to actually stepping into, we, well, when the deep state gets overthrown off this planet, the entire world will rejoice. I had this vision the other day. All of humanity will rejoice at one time on the planet and it will be the celebration on the planet at once. And it will go and go and go and go. People will, at one time, people will not sleep. Night and day will not mean anything. It will be one moment of time that we will celebrate our truest liberation and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You and I both. And oh. we all deserve it. We really, we all deserve it. And we're not, the people fighting for the truth right now and the people that think they are fighting for the truth right now, we're all fighting for the same thing. Yes. So that's what we're all, we're all literally fighting for the same thing. And we're, it's not that we are against you. We're fighting for you. That's right. We're speaking for you we're protesting for you you know and we're we we're doing all this work not it's not just for us it's for everybody that's it's right. literally for everybody and that's what people need to start to understand yes. we're not against each other we're not right we have we have to unite we have to work together and we have to come out out of this together and 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 in more in more love and just in harmony and and you know feeling that inner power that each and every one of us has mm. we deserve it mm. we really do we really deserve it and um i also just wanted to mention i know we're come, kind of coming close to our okay. our time no, it's okay. but um i really wanted to mention something that has helped me so much during my spiritual um journey which is a Tomorrow Today community in Toronto. Well, they're based out of Toronto, but they, they started their events in, uh, in Jamaica, I believe, which I, I only got introduced to them this year uh, when I met uh, Stacy and I did a Confidence Critics course. And what this community is about, it's uh, conscious individuals that are there to help and support each other, to teach each other, to hold safe space for each other, and to... <laughs> unlearn and relearn mm. together yes so i really really encourage uh anyone listening to check out the community if you are looking to you know just have what's, a safe what's space. it called again what's it called tomorrow today tomorrow today yes i'll, I'll send it to you on, uh, on Instagram. And I'll put the link and i'll put the link in the show notes yeah i have to connect you guys because it would be really really awesome to get you we actually just finished a four-day festival and tonight we have um uh, we have uh, like a conscious men's circle and conscious women's circle, but uh, we did a four day festival. It was a virtual festival. And oh my God, the things that I learned, it was it, like you, you name it, it was there from yoga, Kundalini, meditation, um, business, um, sound bath, um, DJs, like everything was there. It was really, really beautiful. It was really, it was, it's like I, I was sitting today and thinking about the things that, that I learned this weekend. And oh my God, it's so beautiful to learn. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. 
it, and there's so much to know you know there's so much to know and you don't know there's something i learned from stacy you don't know what you don't know so keeping your mind open to possibilities and um opinions of others and, and just kind of you know it's okay that if you disagree on something it's not the end of the world right you know it's not the end of the world really you can just choose to leave it alone and go on about your life. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of, of learning different things and, and really asking yourself, are you open-minded? Are you open-minded to know that maybe sometimes you're not open-minded, mm. you know? Um, and yeah, so it's, uh, it's a really beautiful community and mm. uh, I'm so thankful for, for Stacy and Andrew. Thank you guys for, for putting this festival together and uh, yeah. Wow. I can't wait to introduce you to them too. <laughs> I can't wait to meet them. And yeah. I'm so um I'm so honored to have you on. Thank you so and, much. And I do sincerely mean congratulations on your freedom. Thank you. Thank you. And having the courage to step into you and choose you and and um to not be afraid of death anymore is the greatest life. It's the greatest life. It's the greatest life. And that is freedom. Because yeah. then what, what, what can be held over us? Nothing. And if nothing can be held over us, then we are truly free. And when we're truly free, that is when we can help others come out of that, be an invitation and say, come, come. Just come. Let us, let us sit together. Let us break bread together. Let us talk together. Let us hug together. Let us listen together. Let us sing together. Yes. It's incredibly beautiful. And um, yeah, just congratulations. Thank you so much. It's, it's been <laughs> like, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for giving me um, the chance to, to speak my truth. And, you know, before, before this podcast, I, I told you, you know, I was a little bit nervous because I've never done anything like this before, but, um, being here today, this was probably one of the easiest conversations I've ever had. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you and everything that you're doing. I, I truly, truly, truly believe that you are changing the world and so many levels more than you can even imagine. Like I, I've, I've been obsessed with watching the, the podcast on your page. I love them. And it's, it's so nice, you know, to be able to, to get to know different people as well that are speaking on different topics and just learning, just learning. <laughs> it's a beautiful tapestry. It, it's like, a, I look at us all as like these facets of a diamond and we can look at, we can turn it upside down. We can let the light reflect and refract in different ways. And that's the beauty of humanity. It's, mm -hmm. it's, and thank you for saying that. It's been yeah. interesting. I just want to share. Um, do you have to go? Are you in a hard stop? Uh, no, I, I, so I have like 10 more minutes and then I have the women's circle after. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I've just been getting real or seeking or even for my own journey right now, like, all right, all right, God, I, I just been desiring even more. And I feel like I've had a lot. And then I'm like, well, is that, and should I be satisfied or am I not, you know, like, where is yeah. this? At? And 
I share that to just say thank you. It means a lot because sometimes I put these things out and I don't know. <laughs> like, I just put it. You know what I mean? I feel called, but it's such, it really means a lot. So thank you that so you um, said that you come on and thanks for your vulnerability and, and your courage to share your story. It's really beautiful. Thank you so much, Lucas. It's, uh, wow. it's been a wonderful time and I hope we get a chance to do another podcast together and yes. speak more. I would love that. You're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and everyone please go follow Norn on uh, Instagram I'll put your handle in the show notes and then the other group that you mentioned I'll put that in the show notes and sister thank you thank you so much Lucas thank you for for having me and for honoring me the way that you do I truly honor you the same way it was so much love in my heart and uh, I'm so excited for for everything that's coming our way and uh yeah we just gotta keep holding that light and and you know being in love and just radiating love that's all that's so. right man i am so thankful to have you on sister and please everyone go follow norn um i'll put her information in the link to that group in the show notes so please listen to that and thank you for listening to this podcast i ask each and every one of you to share this podcast promote it this podcast is based on treating people like people and nothing less, to love one another, to walk the divine love that you are intended to from the very beginning, to walk in love, to emit the light that resides inside you and know that everything is going to be okay. Everything. Whether you agree or disagree, whether you get triggered or not, everything is going to be okay. It's our job to surrender. It's our job to choose to be the light, to choose to be the love, to choose to be the permission for other people to feel safe enough to take their masks off and simply just be so that we can all feel that unconditional love and feel safe enough to bring our truth forth so we can experience freedom. It's beautiful. It's the great awakening. It's the golden rule revolution. I'm Lucas Mack. Thank you. I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.